After reciting the Tashahud Ta'awuz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalib Masih V, Ayatollah Ta'ala ibn Aziz stated, One of the qualities of a believer, as mentioned by Allah the Almighty in the Holy Quran, is that they spend their pure wealth in the cause of Allah the Almighty in order to acquire His pleasure. At times, Allah the Almighty has mentioned spending one's wealth and has merely said that those who do so are believers. At other instances, he has mentioned this whilst drawing our attention towards giving charity, and at times he has made a mention of spending one's wealth in relation to zakat. Furthermore, in relation to those who make sacrifices and spend their wealth in the cause of God Almighty, he has laid out how and where this wealth should be spent. It is the practice of divine communities that they spend their wealth in the cause of Allah the Almighty in order to purify it and in order to acquire the blessings and pleasure of Allah the Almighty. And in the same manner, financial sacrifices are made in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community as well. The members of the community are aware that this is a commandment of Allah the Almighty. And they are also aware of how these sacrifices are spent. The mission with which the promised Messiah was sent, i.e., to establish the unity of Allah the Almighty across the world and to raise aloft the flag of Islam and the Holy Prophet across the world is not an ordinary task. To spread this message across the world is an extremely vast undertaking. Nevertheless, this requires expenses. And by the grace of Allah the Almighty, the members of the Jamaat understand this commandment of Allah the Almighty 
and spend their wealth in his cause and try to fulfill these requirements. By observing the extraordinary sacrifices made by Ahmadis spread across various countries of the world, a person acquires even greater certainty in the fact that the promised Messiah was that very appointed one by Allah the Almighty, through whom the beautiful teachings of Islam were to spread across the world in the latter days. If the opponents were to carefully look merely at this sign and they do this after removing the rancour from their hearts and in a just manner, then this very sign of the truthfulness of Ahmadiyyat would be enough to cleanse their hearts from their unjust opposition. However, their hearts are even harder than stones, particularly those of the so-called scholars. Nevertheless, their matter is with God Almighty. As I mentioned, Ahmadis spend their wealth in the cause of God Almighty with the intention of helping to fulfill the mission of the Promised Messiah and raising the flag of the Holy Prophet across the world. There is no doubt that Allah the Almighty has promised the believers that whatever wealth you spend in the cause of Allah the Almighty, He will return it manyfold. However, there are many such Ahmadis who have the intention of merely acquiring the pleasure of God Almighty. And if they receive any worldly benefits, then this is the grace of Allah the Almighty. Their way of thinking is for Allah the Almighty to be pleased with their sacrifices and for these sacrifices to provide them with a good reckoning. The Ahmadiyya community is not a community of billionaires. Rather, the majority of the members are poor or people of an average income. Despite this, they are filled with the spirit of sacrifice. They continuously endeavour to play a part in the rejuvenation of Islam. As such, even their small sacrifices find acceptance with Allah the Almighty and they bear fruits worth millions of pounds. Hence, the main thing is for Allah the Almighty to accept these sacrifices. Despite its limited resources, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, whatever project the Jamaat initiates is granted such blessings that those who observe the Jamaat think that perhaps the Jamaat is spending many millions of pounds on this project. However, they do not know that this money has been donated 
by those poor people whose wealth has been greatly blessed and as a result of which even our small projects seem huge. I would also like to mention here that when the Jamaat grows, then people of various mindsets as well as those who do not have much knowledge of the Nizam of the Jamaat or even those who have been Ahmadi for a long time but do not have much knowledge, they often discuss these issues at home and also in front of their children as well, which causes questions to be raised in their minds. As a result, they question the need of paying chanda. Firstly, it is a duty of the office holders to remove these doubts from the minds of the people through their own conduct and actions. They should help people develop a sense of trust so that people know that the chanda they give is for particular projects and that is what the chanda is spent on. Secondly, they should explain to them in a loving manner about the significance of financial sacrifices and the importance it holds in the sight of Allah. It is the financial sacrifices that people offer as a result which they attain the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. With regards to where these financial sacrifices are spent, it is spent for the propagation of Islam. We also have a TV channel and a large amount of money is spent towards this. Also for the publication of books and the Holy Quran. These funds are also spent towards the education of poor children and to feed the hungry. It is spent towards the training of the missionaries and the tabligh carried out through them. Mosques are being constructed. Similarly, there are various other projects of the Jamaat. I have not said this because, God forbid, a lot of people have started to ask these questions. The reason why I have mentioned this is because when the Jamaat grows, then due to its spread, the mischievous people and also those who seek to create evil enter the community and try to cause disorder. Such people try to create doubts in the minds of those who are less trained. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the members of the Jamaat have a very firm belief that resources are needed for the administrative structure of the Jamaat to function and that it is the commandment of Allah the Almighty to spend in His way. Thus, there are countless examples in the Jamaat where despite having nothing themselves, they spend through some means or another in order to attain the pleasure of Allah. And Allah never allows such sacrifices to go to waste. Allah the Almighty then grants them according to His promise. meaning, and will provide for him from whence he expects not. Allah the Almighty fulfills his promise. Ahmadis are not such that they only read this in the Qur'an, but they see this being fulfilled even today and write about their experiences. 
I will present some of these examples. These are not incidents of the past. In fact, Allah the Almighty is strengthening the faith of believers even today. This not only strengthens the faith and is of benefit to those upon whom Allah bestows His grace directly, but also strengthens the faith of those who are near to them. Owing to them, they also develop a realization and try to excel in financial sacrifices so that they too can attain the pleasure of Allah. As I mentioned earlier, I will present a few examples from the letters that people write to me about the ways in which Allah the Almighty blesses them. One example has been written by the missionary in charge of Guinea Conakry. He writes that when he read out some faith-inspiring incidents from my sermon to members of the Jamaat and said that they ought to set such examples as well, Subsequently, Maimuna Sahiba called him and said that she did not have any money to spend on her household needs and that her husband was out of town owing to his work. After the Friday prayers, her father gave her 100,000 Guinean francs as a gift. She says that she was in two minds whether she ought to pay Janda or spend it on household needs. She then prayed and gave half of the amount, i.e. 50,000 francs, towards Janda. She says that 24 hours had not passed when, miraculously, I was bestowed 300,000 francs by Allah the Almighty from where I could not even imagine I would receive money. Upon this, I thanked Allah the Almighty for granting me the opportunity to make the correct decision. She says that it also increased her in her faith. A president from a Jamaat in Canada writes that when the Secretary for Tehreek al-Jadid inquired about the total outstanding amount from the members who are not able to pay, It turned out to be a small amount, $325, which is a small amount considering their situation. She says, I thought that I would pay it from myself. But when I checked my account, I did not have any money left. In fact, the account was in minus, as I had spent $3 more. 
She then says, However, when I checked the account the following day, I was left astonished, as there were more than $3,000 in my account. She says that this was an amount that had been pending for quite some time and there was no chance of receiving this amount. However, when Allah the Almighty saw her intention to pay the remaining amount, He ensured the means so that she immediately received that amount, which had been pending for a long time. Then Shaheen Sahib, a member from South Africa, writes, I paid my janda for Tehreek Jadid and gave half the amount in my account. He says that it was not a substantial amount, but he thought that since it was the last month for Tehreek Jadid, year, if he did not pay it then, he may not get another opportunity. He says that he paid the amount. On the same day, his father came to visit him. and said that he had transferred some money to him for his use and he would receive it soon. Shaheen Saib says that the amount received from his father was 20 times the amount he had paid for Chanda Tehreek Jadid. He says that he paid Chanda on the amount he received from his father as well. thinking that since Allah the Almighty bestowed him a greater amount from where he did not even expect it. On the same day he paid the second amount, he received a phone call from his boss, informing him that they were willing to offer him a job in Dubai if he wished to go. Nonetheless, he agreed to go and in this way, he was granted a very good job abroad. He says, these two incidents were not coincidences. Rather, I am convinced that this was the grace of Allah the Almighty because of giving Chanda and offering the sacrifice. A missionary from Australia writes, A member from the Jamaat said that he pledged to give Chanda, but his financial situation was not good. He said that when he paid the amount, he was convinced that Allah the Almighty would grant him a hundredfold in return, as this is his promise. Some people also have this thinking. He had bought a plot which hardly expected to increase in value. However, after paying the chanda, he says that miraculously 
the profit on the plot increased 100-fold. He says that after this, he was fully convinced that Allah the Almighty accepted his sacrifice and bestowed his grace. The missionary in Kazakhstan writes that a devoted Ahmadi local, Ali Beg Sahib, gave 10,000 tenge, which is the local currency there, towards Tahrikya Jadid Janda. And after giving his janda, he left for work. He says, A few days later, a senior executive of the company called me and said that since the company had made extraordinary profit, the company had decided to give three employees a bonus of 100,000 for their hard work. He then says, Allah the Almighty gave me ten times the amount I gave towards Janda, and I never expected to receive it. A member from Birmingham, UK says, I pledged allegiance in 2016 along with my family. At the time, I was facing severe financial difficulties and was in a lot of debt. After entering the Jamaat, when I began paying my janda according to my means, in fact, on occasions I gave more than what I could afford in certain initiatives, in the early days that I had pledged allegiance, my wife had to set up a tablig stall in a school. I took a day off work to look after the children. Owing to this leave from work, I suffered a loss of £100. At the time, my financial situation was very difficult, and this was a very big amount. Nonetheless, he says, I thought to myself that it is Allah's work, and one should make a sacrifice for this, and so I took the day off work. However, Allah had other plans. As soon as my wife finished and came home, my boss called me, saying, if I could come to work within the hour, as there is urgent work that has just come up. He further says, I left immediately, and on that day, I only worked for one hour, but received the full day's wages of £100. When I came home and told my wife, both of them had recently accepted Ahmadiyyad, we remained elated for many days owing to Allah the Almighty's grace upon us, and we thanked him. Wakilul Mal Tahrik Jadid Qadian says, There is a member of the Jamaat in the state of Kerala, India, who is very wealthy. He is a well-off businessman and is extremely passionate about giving Tahrik Jadid Janda, etc. Each year, he gives a large sum towards it. He further says, Owing to the coronavirus situation, his situation was such that he did not have the means to give a large amount. He paid his Hissa Ahmad, etc. and other contributions, but did not have enough for Tahrik Jadid. He said, Allah the Almighty has always granted me the opportunity to give Janda, but at present my situation is such that there is no means for me to pay. Nonetheless, he had full trust in Allah that he would provide him the means to pay it. He further says, just two days before the end of the year, he gave a substantial amount of 1 million rupees towards Tehrika Jadid. 
He says that during the Friday sermon, the missionary reminded the people again about paying Jandat Tehreek Jadid and also narrated some incidents taken from my sermons. This gentleman was so affected by them that instead of presenting 1 million rupees, he gave 1.8 million rupees for Jandat Tehreek Jadid. Owing to this, he was convinced that he would secure the governmental project and said that if he secured the project, he would give an even greater amount for Tehrika Jadid. Nonetheless, by the grace of Allah, even amongst the affluent Ahmadi members, there are those who have a passion to offer sacrifices, and the money they earn, instead of hiding it away, they strive to spend it in the way of Allah. Habib Sahib, a missionary from Burkina Faso, writes, Surah Saidu Sahib is one of our members. He still had to pay 1,700 Sifa francs for Tehrika Jadid, and there was only one week remaining before the end of the year. In any case, he made the effort and paid 2,000 Sifa francs, which was a little more than what he had to pay. He says that not even an hour had passed since he paid his chanda, that one of his acquaintances sent him 10,000 francs, and then an hour later he sent another 10,000. His friend then phoned him and said that he sent him 20,000 Sifa francs as a gift. Sayyidu Sahib stated that this friend of his had never sent him any money before that and that it was the first time. He stated that he paid 20,000 Sifa francs and Allah the Almighty granted him double the amount within two hours. Thus, through this, people's faith is strengthened. The Mu'allim of the Lungi region in Sierra Leone, Abdullah Sahib, writes, Pajing Kayan Sahib is an elderly member of the Jamaat. Last year, his promise for Tehrika Jadid was 25,000 Leon. This year he had promised to pay 50,000 Leon, but was also facing some financial difficulties. When an announcement was made regarding the collection of the Tehrika Jadid, he inquired what his promise was from the missionary. When he was informed that it was 50,000 Leon, he was astonished as to how 50,000 Leon had been written because it was not possible for him to pay that much. He was told that in fact he himself had written the promise. Upon this, he became silent. A week later, he attended an Ansar meeting and informed them that he had a total of 60,000 Leon and he had left 20,000 Leon at home and brought the remaining 40,000 Leon to contribute towards Chanda for Tehrika Jadid and that he did not even have any money now for his return journey. In any case, I told him that since he had offered a sacrifice in the way of Allah, he will provide the means for it. He began to walk home on foot and on the way he happened to meet an old friend of his. He had not met him since a long time and so then they began talking. When the friend was about to leave, he took out 30,000 Leon and gave it to this elderly gentleman as a gift. He then stated that he knew a lady 
and went to visit her to inquire about her health. When he was about to leave from there, she gave him 10,000 leon in order to cover the fare for his journey home. He states that in this way, Allah the Almighty granted him the money which he had paid towards Chanda Tahrika Jadid. He then paid the remaining amount of 50,000 leon which he had promised. He then states that he was granted another blessing as well. One of his relatives, who lived abroad, phoned him and said that he had not spoken to him for a while and that he was gifting him 400,000 leon as a gift. Thus, he was not only granted the same amount in return, but in fact, Allah the Almighty granted him 10 times the amount. He said that he was not only able to offer a sacrifice, but it also proved to be a means to strengthen his faith. The missionary of the Baku region in Guinea Conakry writes, We held a Tahrik Jadid week for the collection of Tahrik Jadid Chanda. We drew the attention of the members during the Friday sermon and also visited the houses of the members. We visited the house of a very devout member, Jibrail Sahib, who is a carpenter by profession, and reminded him to pay the remaining Chanda. Jibrail Sahib stated that at the time he only had 20,000 francs which he had kept to cover his expenses, however, donated it all towards his chanda. He said that he did not have anything else besides that, but prayed that may Allah the Almighty accept his sacrifice. Jibreel Sahib states that he had prepared a wooden bed frame three months ago in order to sell it, but no one was buying it. He states that very soon after paying his chanda, someone came and purchased the bed for 500,000 francs. Upon this, Jibreel Sahib immediately phoned one of our missionaries and told him that not only did Allah the Almighty accept his sacrifice, but granted him manyfold in return. He also narrated this incident to his friends as well in order to strengthen their faith. Munir Hussain Sahib who is a missionary in Freetown, Sierra Leone, writes, There is a Khadim, Sufi Songo Sahib, who is a student and currently residing in the mosque for the purpose of his studies. He had heard my sermon or perhaps a recording of last year's sermon on Tahrik Jadid, wherein I mentioned about those people who had offered financial sacrifices. He says that he heard the sermon very intently and was filled with great passion and a zeal to also have the opportunity to offer financial sacrifice. However, the difficulty was that since he was a student, he could not do any other work and he was barely able to cover the expenses for his studies. Nevertheless, despite his difficulties, he was extremely anxious to take part. He wrote a promise of 500,000 leon to the Secretary of Tariq jadid which was very difficult for him to pay. He was worried as to how he would pay it and began praying day and night 
for it so that Allah the Almighty would grant him some means whereby he could fulfill his promise. A few days later, one of his relatives brought his son with him and told him that he wanted to enroll his son into the Ahmadiyya school. And so Sufi Sahib spoke to the principal and he offered him a place in the school. Upon this, the boy's father gave him 100,000 leon and said that this would come in use to cover his expenses for food, etc. He says that in fact, that day he had nothing to eat, but despite that, he gave the entire amount towards Tehrik al-Jadid so that he could at least fulfill some of his promise. He then states that a few days later, he received a call from an unknown person who told him about some work and that they would pay him a good amount in return if he was willing to take it on. He immediately agreed to it and by the grace of Allah the Almighty, he received a million leon as wages for his work and he immediately fulfilled his promise of Tehrik al-Jadid. The missionary in charge of Gabon writes, There is a new convert, Isa Dinda Sahib. And prior to his birth and Bank Janda, his circumstances were such that at times two or three weeks would pass by and he would not find any work. However, since he started to pay his Janda regularly, he finds work on almost a daily basis. He travels from very far in order to pay his Janda and he would almost pay the same amount for the taxi fare as his janda. Hence, we made an arrangement for him so that he can send his janda from home instead of spending twice the amount. A lady from Jordan writes, It has been 22 years since I accepted Ahmadiyyat. I have noticed that ever since I have become an Ahmadi, whenever I make the intention of paying janda, Allah the Almighty provides the means from somewhere. At times I receive the exact amount which I had intended to pay for Janda. These are the blessings of the Jamaat. She further states, I have studied engineering. If I find work which I can do from home, I take it. It is my habit that I do not take any money from my husband in order to pay Janda, because often he does not have enough money. Hence I pay the Janda from my own earnings. This year I had forgotten and thought that I had already paid my Tehrik Jadid Janda. However, when I was reminded, I did not have even one dinar at the time. I was concerned as to how I would pay the janda when a female student came to me and asked if I could give her tuition. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, now through the tuition fees, I will be able to pay the janda and will also have some money from it as well. The president of the Boko Bagala Jamaat in Burkina Faso writes, A few non-Ahmadi friends came to me and said, We are astonished upon looking at the condition of your crops. We noticed that you all spend a lot of time helping in the construction of the Jamaat schools and there was no one behind you to look after your crops. However, despite that, our crops are not as good as yours. In contrast, we gave all our time to our crops, but our crops are not as good as yours. Upon this, the president of the Jamaat stated, We all did this work for the sake of Allah the Almighty and the Jamaat. Whatever time we sacrificed for the construction of the school, we prayed that, O oh Allah, protect our crops, for we have placed our trust in you. Thus Allah the Almighty accepted our prayers and our crops turned out to be in good condition. Now we pay our chanda in accordance to the yield on our crops. 
Observe how even children have a realization of making sacrifices. They are children living in developing countries. But their awareness is of such a level that in some instances children in developed countries and children who are well educated do not possess the same level of awareness. There is an incident that demonstrates this related by Hussein Yusuf Saib, the missionary in Zanzibar, who says, Some children were playing outside of the mosque when an elder passed by and was happy to see them. He gave them 1400 shillings so that they could buy themselves some sweets. The children took this money and went to an Ahmadi shopkeeper and had him divide the money into change. The children took this change to the mosque and instead of buying sweets, they divided their money and each gave 100 shillings as janda and they joyfully kept their receipts. When the Ahmadi shopkeeper learned that the children had gotten change in order to give janda, he was left utterly astonished. God willing, it is these children who will become the firm foundations of the Ahmadiyya community in the future. Then there is another astounding instance of children presenting sacrifices. The following incident is also from Tanzania. The Mualim from Samway writes, There are three children in our Jamaat who are studying in the fourth grade and they regularly attend Talim and Tarbiyat classes in the mosque. All three belong to financially poor households and they do not have any regular source of income. Since last month, all three were competing with regards to offering contributions for Tahrika Jadid. Each one of them would individually bring their contributions and would try to offer whatever amount they had. Whether it was 500, 400 or 700 shillings, they would give whatever they had. He continues, Once I asked them where they were getting this money from that they would bring for Tehri Kajadid. One of them said that he would go to the forest with his mother and help her to chop wood and he would set aside whatever pocket money he received to give in Tehri Kajadid. He said that ever since he started offering financial contributions, he would always find customers for their wood immediately and they never suffered any loss. The second child said that he would also take out an amount from his pocket money to present as chanda. The third child said that there are some fruit trees near his home. Sometimes he would sell any extra fruit and would offer the amount he earned for chanda. These three children also spoke about the blessings of financial contributions and how they experienced peace in their lives by offering financial contributions. May Allah the Almighty increase the faith and sincerity of these children. These are the rewards of faith which even our children reap. The missionary in charge of Belize writes, This is another example of a child who is living in a completely different part of the world. One child is living in one part of the world and the other in a completely different part and yet their thinking is the same. 
A 14-year-old child in Belize donated all his savings towards the construction of the mosque. He also showed an excellent example of sacrifice towards Tariqa Jadid. This child belongs to a very poor household and his father covers the expenses of the household with great difficulty. When the missionary informed them about the importance of Tehrika Jadid, this young boy presented one dollar and said that this donation was on behalf of his family. The missionary was pleased with this because he knew that based on their financial circumstances, this was a great sacrifice on their part. However, this child, whose name is Daniel, stated not to write down his name. He said that this was on behalf of his family, but he will pay his own contribution later. The next day, the child presented another $10 and said, I was convinced that Allah the Almighty will certainly bestow his blessings upon my family. And with that, he presented his own contribution. In relation to how Allah the Almighty instills a passion for sacrifice in the hearts of those who have newly joined the Jamaat and how he treats them, Nuruddin Sahib from Morocco states that after doing the bayat in 2017, he started taking part in financial sacrifices. At the time, he had a very meagre salary, but one day he heard of one of my sermons on the Jamaat's website, in which I was mentioning the sacrifices offered by the companions of the Promised Messiah and other Ahmadi members. He states that after a few days, his heart was filled with passion and he went to the National Sadr of Madam Morocco Jamaat and told him that he wished to enter Nizam al-Wasiyat. He explained to him the various conditions and regulations which in turn further fueled his desire and he did Wasiyat. After a few months, his personal circumstances improved and he found employment in a very good company with a good salary. He is currently working as a manager of that company in another city. He said that in just a matter of three years, his salary had tripled. And the company has so much trust in him that when he was about to leave the capital city of Morocco, his manager asked him whether he knew of any other Hamdi like him who would want to work with them. He says that upon hearing this, he became quite emotional and tears began to flow from his eyes. He then spoke to one of his Ahmadi friends in the city and he got the job. That Ahmadi friend has also been made a manager now. He says that he receives pressure from his family members with regards to him paying the janda, and he is also mocked by some of his other relatives as well. However, he is grateful to Allah the Almighty that owing to his janda, he has never had to experience any financial difficulties. A missionary from Perth, Australia writes, when the Khadim was reminded about paying Janda Tehrika Jadid, as he had not yet done so, he said that due to COVID-19, he did not have any work and was facing financial difficulties. A few days later, he came and informed me that in order to fulfill his promise, he sold a few things in his house. He said that as soon as he had paid the amount, a few days later, I got four different contracts for work and also a new all-expense-paid job. His income increased more than before as well. The Khadim said, All this was only due to the blessings of Allah the Almighty and the janda I paid by selling things from the house. Allah the Almighty returned it back to me immediately. 
Then a Secretary Tahrik Jadid from another city in South Australia writes, a devoted member had yet to pay his promise for Tahrik Jadid. When he was reminded about it, he said, I have put my house on for sale. As soon as it is sold, I will pay it. Two days later, he phoned me and said that owing to the grace of Allah the Almighty, his house sold for an unexpectedly high profit and he was convinced that it was due to his promise of paying the janda. He paid six times more than his promise for Tahrik Jadid. Allah the Almighty blesses people through worldly gains as well. But despite this, the thinking of an Ahmadi is that these blessings are not due to any excellence on their part. Rather, it is due to offering sacrifices. And only an Ahmadi can think in this way and not anyone else. The missionary of Argentina writes, that he wrote an essay on the topic of financial sacrifices to raise awareness and included words from a sermon of mine in which I said that new converts should be told that offering financial sacrifices is essential and that they should be told that the message of Ahmadiyyat that has reached them is owing to those who sacrificed their wealth under the scheme of Tahrik Jadid. And so they should also participate so that they can bring reform to their lives and further propagate this message. This is the excerpt he recited from my sermon and published. He further writes, When this essay was sent to the members of the Jamaat, Anas Izikwil Sahib, a youth, contacted me and said that he would like to come to the mission house and give his contributions to Tariq Jadid. Despite the severe heat, he boarded a public bus right after school and travelled for over one hour to reach the mission house and contributed 1,000 Argentinian pesos for Tariq Jadid. He further writes, I was very surprised. His financial situation was not such that he could afford this. Also, he was still a student in school and did not have a particular source of income. The financial situation of his family were not good either. He further says, even on that day, he did not eat lunch due to a shortage of money. Upon asking him about the matter, he said that the shared excerpt of the Khalifa of the time had an extraordinary impact on his heart, in which it was stated that new converts should also contribute to the scheme of Tariq Jadid, because the message of Ahmadiyyat reached them by the means of Tariq Jadid. He said that on the one hand he read this excerpt, and on the other he came across a verse of the Holy Quran in which Allah the Almighty states that martyrs and their sacrifices should not be considered deceased, rather they live on for eternity. He writes, he said, I also decided to offer such a sacrifice whose benefit and impact would live on even after my demise. He said that this family members, who were all non-Muslims, gifted him some money to him on his birthday. He was contributing all the money he had remaining from that amount to Tahrik Jadid, so that it can be used to further convey the message of Ahmadiyya to others, just as it was conveyed to him. This is the revolutionary change that develops within those who accept Ahmadiyyat. Whether they are new Ahmadis or Ahmadis of old, all of them are greatly impacted when they hear how the Ahmadiyya Jamaat spends its funds. If there is a lack of awareness in this regard in some members of the community, then awareness should be raised 
and the purpose and the importance should be explained to them, which could also result in an increase in contributions. Nonetheless, there is also an incident from Liberia. Murtaza Sahib, a local Muslim, and whose local Jamaat consists mainly of new converts who converted from Christianity, writes, In regards to the scheme of Tehreek Jadid, I went to visit a local Jamaat. I arrived there in the afternoon and most people were out working in their fields. I said to those who were present that I would stay the night there and would not leave until 100% of the members contributed to this blessed scheme. In the evening, when all the people returned to the village, I presented the background and importance of the grand scheme of Tehreek Jadid before them and encouraged all of them to participate. By the grace of Allah, every male and female member contributed enthusiastically. The next morning when I was taking my leave, I was told that there was a fellow Ahmadi by the name of Alfonso Saib who has been living out in his fields for the past two months and has not yet contributed to Tehreek Jadid. However, due to the distance and because the rains have obstructed the pathway, it would be difficult to reach him. I replied that I would certainly reach him. I told them that all the members of their local Jamaat would be part of this blessed scheme. Some members of the community tried to stop me, but I insisted. Nonetheless, some members accompanied me after a two and a half hour journey on foot. When we reached Alfonso Saib, he was shocked, but was overjoyed. Immediately he contributed to Tariq Jadid. Alfonso Saib's wife and children were also living with him. His wife had not yet accepted Ahmadiyyat. Upon seeing what had happened, she said that she was greatly impacted by the spirit with which Ahmadis served their faith. Therefore, from that day forward, she too would enter the fold of Ahmadiyyat and her children would also become part of this community. As such, due to its blessings, a whole family was enabled to enter the fold of Ahmadiyyat. How do those who take bet truly understand how important it is to offer financial sacrifices? In this regard, a missionary from Mali writes, There is a member in one of our regions by the name of Sidu Sahib. One day he came to the mission house in Kita and offered his contributions to Tehreek Jadid, saying, The year for Tehreek Jadid was coming to a close and I had been worried for days for God Almighty to enable me to pay the amount I have pledged. Today, God Almighty has enabled me to do so, and so I have come. One of his legs was impaired. When he was told that he did not have to trouble himself and that we would have come to him instead, he became impassioned and said, I have accepted the Imam Mahdi, and despite my apparent physical disability, I consider myself in much better condition than some of those who are healthy. By the grace of God Almighty, I hold great pain for the cause of my faith. Perhaps my coming here in this condition for the betterment of the religion of Allah the Almighty will be accepted in His court and will become a means of my forgiveness. A missionary from Benin writes, There is a local Mu'allim Mutovoma he said that he went to visit a new local Jamaat in his zone. The president of the local Jamaat explained, We had always been Muslims, 
and would annually either offer some financial sacrifice or offer some amount to our Imam for the sake of Allah. This is the first year that we are Ahmadis and for the first time we have offered our financial sacrifices for the Ahmadiyya Jamaat. Previously whatever we gave to our Imams was spent by them. However, after giving the contributions and asking the missionary about how the financial sacrifices would be spent, upon hearing about the extraordinary purposes for the expenditures, we were completely unaware of it. The Jamaat does not waste even this meager offering, but uses it in every minor and major work for the advancement and the propagation of Islam all around the world. Even a person who contributes only a few Sifa franc will receive an exceptional reward for it. Therefore, in understanding this philosophy of sacrifice, we have contributed to Tehrik al-Jadid and have felt that our homes were not afflicted with financial problems this year, nor have we incurred any expenses for our health and our children's health this year. Our attendance in our daily prayers has also increased more than before. Allah the Almighty has protected us and by the grace of Allah the Almighty, this time we have felt comfort and satisfaction in our hearts that our financial sacrifices have not gone in vain. Some people allege that the people of Africa living in remote areas are unlearned or do not have any vision. This is such a profound outlook and such a lofty vision, the likes of which does not occur to even those who are very well educated. The manner in which they explained everything and how the importance of financial sacrifice dawned upon them, it is a result of the revolution that takes place within the people after they pledge allegiance. May Allah the Almighty enable every single one of us to make sacrifices for the propagation of Islam and may we be those who contribute from our pure earnings. May these sacrifices find acceptance in the sight of Allah the Almighty and may He be pleased with us. Now I shall announce the commencement of the new year of Tariq al-Jadid and present some details. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the 87th year came to an end on 31st of October and the 88th year has begun. By the grace of Allah the Almighty, the Ahmadiyya Jamaat contributed 15.3 million pounds, which is an increase of 842,000 pounds from the previous year. Out of all the Jamaats around the world, this year Germany stood first by some distance. The financial situation in Pakistan remains dire, yet the members continue to increase in their sacrifices. Pray for them also. Aside from this, they are victim to many other difficulties nowadays. Every day there seems to be a lawsuit against someone. Court cases are filed against them. And the government is making every effort it can to subdue and harass them. May Allah the Almighty remove all their worries and enable them to hold all their activities freely whereby they can hold their ishtamat and annual gatherings and be able to present their sacrifices openly. They will, of course, not express their sacrifices themselves, but we can mention them. However, due to certain restraints, it is not possible to even mention some of their sacrifices. Nevertheless, As for those who have made sacrifices, I have already mentioned that Germany stood first, followed by the United Kingdom. 
then America in third position, Canada is in fourth, a Middle Eastern country is in fifth, India is sixth, Australia is seventh, Indonesia is eighth, Ghana in ninth, and another Middle Eastern country is in tenth position. In terms of overall contribution from African countries, Ghana stood in first position, followed by Nigeria, Burkina Faso, Tanzania, then Sierra Leone. I've mentioned in the past that Sierra Leone can improve. And despite the fact that there is indeed much room for improvement, they are not giving it the attention that is required. If the people are told in the proper manner, they will find them to be truly those that make sacrifices, as I've presented in the incidents. They are followed by the Gambia, Benin, Uganda, Kenya, and then Liberia. In terms of the increase in contributors, Nigeria holds the first position, then Gambia, Senegal, Ghana, Tanzania, Guinea-Conakry, Malawi, Uganda, Guinea-Bissau, Congo-Kinshasa, Burkina Faso, then Congo-Brazzaville. As for the increase in participants in larger Jamaats outside of Africa, Germany stands first, then the United Kingdom, Holland, Bangladesh, then Mauritius. By the grace of Allah, contributions from the members of Daftar Awal are still being paid. The first 10 Jamaats of Germany are as follows. Rodemark was followed by Neus, Mahdiabad, Köln, Rodgo, Nida, Florisheim, Pinneberg, Frankenthal and Osnabrück. The local emirates in Germany are as follows Hamburg, Frankfurt, Grosskirchen, Ditzenbach, Wiesbaden, Morfelden, Reichstadt, Mannheim, Darmstadt, Rüsselsheim. In terms of contributions towards Tariqajid received in Pakistan, Lahore is first, followed by Rabwa, then Karachi. In terms of the districts, Islamabad is first, then Gujranwala, Sialkot, Umarkot, Multan, Tobatek Singh, Mirpur Khas, Atak, Mirpur, Azad Kashmir and Dera Ghazi Khan. The position of the local Jamaats in regards to the highest contribution is as follows. Amarat Defence Lahore, Amarat Gulchan Abad Karachi, Amarat Azizabad Karachi, Amarat Township Lahore, Amarat Model Town Lahore, Amarat Mughalpura Lahore, Amarat Delegate Lahore, Amarat Clifton Karachi, Bhaval Nagar City and Hafsabad City. The positions of the top five regions in the UK are as follows. Betafutul region, Fazal Mosque is second, followed by Islamabad, Midlands and Betulisan. The top ten positions of the larger Jamaats of the UK in terms of total collection is as follows. Farnham, Islamabad, South Cheam, Fazal Mosque, Worcester Park, Birmingham South, Walsall, Aldershot, Gillingham and Guildford. The positions of the Jamaats in the USA in terms of contributions are as follows. Maryland, Los Angeles, 
Detroit, Silicon Valley, Chicago, Seattle, Central Virginia, Oshkosh, Atlanta, Georgia, South Virginia, Houston, York, and then Boston. In terms of total contribution, the positions of the local Emirates in Canada are as follows. Vaughan, Peace Village, and Calgary are level, then Vancouver, Toronto West, and then Toronto. The top 10 Jamaat in India for their total contribution are Qadian is first, Kombator, Hyderabad, Karolai, Patpriyam, Kolkata, Bangalore, Kerang, Kalikat, and Malapalam. The top 10 provinces in terms of sacrifices made are as follows. Kerala is first, then is Tamil Nadu, Jammu Kashmir, Karnataka, Telangana, Orissa, Punjab, Bengal, Delhi, Lakshadweep. The top 10 Jamaat of Australia are as follows. Melbourne, Long Warren, Castle Hill, Marsden Park, Melbourne, Berwick, Adelaide South, Penrith, Perth, ACT Canberra, Parramatta, and Adelaide West. These were the Jamaats in Australia. May Allah the Almighty greatly bless the wealth and progeny of all those who offer sacrifice. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu, Rustainu, Nastafiru, Wanomen obey, Natuakalo, Wanauzubillah, Himin Shurian, Fusena, Women say,